is a program about going deeper. It's about creating a culture of learning. It's about putting apostolic feet to prophetic hope. It is our mission to purposefully equip the world to transform their region with God's love. We want to create an atmosphere of divine influence to the nations by walking in the power of His Holy Spirit with a faith that shapes the future. Welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. Hey everybody, this is Chris Banky. Um, we're welcome to Eagle Mountain Radio. This is uh, <laughs> this is a pretty cool one. We're actually not in our regular studio right now. We're actually in Virginia preparing for the amazing movement conference that is coming up in a couple of days. But I'm excited about this episode because the topic is super, super relevant, super important. Also, we've got some amazing people with us on at the same time. We've got Steve Schultz. Steve, how you doing? Doing really good here. Uh, talking to you from close to Salem, Oregon. Awesome. Northwest. And we got Bobby Hobby. Bobby, where are you coming to us from? Hey, you guys, I am actually in the studio. (laughs) Fantastic. Fantastic. So, yeah, so thanks for for hopping on with us today. Really appreciate that. I wanted to just uh, start off. um, The topic that we're talking about is Gen Z and revival. And I think there couldn't be a more appropriate thing to dig into today, um, especially as we're coming up to the movement conference. But just you know, overall, the way things are in the world right now, like this is a super important topic. And one of the things that we were mentioning in the pre-show and kind of leading up to this particular podcast was a couple of uh, pretty profound words that came through the Elijah list. Um, Actually, how long ago was that? Well, 1999 and even before that, like in the um, mid um, to late 80s. Right. So some of these were very relevant. And so it's awesome to have, you know, Steve with us on. He's been doing this kind of thing for a long time and really has been fostering a lot of this important uh, important information. So maybe, Scott, if you could start off and kind of give us mm-hmm. a high-level overview of yeah. those, those prophetic words. Yeah. And that will kind of set the context for what I think is going to be an amazing episode. Yeah. Well, um, some of you uh, may have heard of names like uh, Paul Kane. Um, and Bob Jones, but uh, Paul Kane was a powerful prophetic voice in um, the 70s, 80s, and even into the 90s, and he's gone home to be with the Lord, but one of the things that he was known for was a profound prophetic anointing, and then, of course, many of us have heard of Bob Jones, or at least heard stories, or some of the people telling stories about Bob Jones, and some of the things that happened in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Um, But both of these men had prophetic words. Um, And then uh, later on, Bobby Connor had some other words that kind of confirmed those things that the Lord was speaking to both of those uh, other men. And But what, what they all prophesied and what they all saw was they saw a generation that was coming up, that the Lord was raising up to be um, wild-eyed revivalists, not crazy, full of zeal, but rooted and grounded. But there was going to be a time and a place where there was going to be a nameless and faceless generation. 
that um, people are going to be doing amazing signs and wonders that we see the big names and the um, personalities that we love very much. But there's going to be a time and a place where it wasn't going to be the big name or the reputation from the stage, but it was going to be sons and daughters everywhere. It was this Joel um, 2 prophecy where sons and daughters were going to be anointed with power wow. and anointing. And there would be a nameless and faceless generations where, that were doing the same level of prophetic anointing, but maybe even greater than that. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. <clears throat> I guess, you know, the first thing I would say is, you know, thank you, Steve, for the ministry and the work that you've been doing for so long to be able to actually have an archive we can go and look at. Some oh, of the that's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 24 years, 24 years this year, or this, uh, well, this month. Wow. It's 24 years this, this month. month. Wow. Yeah, it was April of uh, 1997. So what's oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a it was an it's an amazing thing that the Lord allowed uh, me to do that. And people have heard that we stumbled onto that. I literally uh, was not looking for a ministry, but God had other things in mind. You know, when these prophecies started coming out about the nameless, faith, faceless generation, I was in my uh, early 30s. Mm -hmm. I'm about to hit 66, and we've been looking forward to this word coming true that long from the St. Paul King wow. and Bob Jones. And we thought in those days, I thought, well, that's right around the corner. Now, I actually do honestly believe we are about, we could be weeks away from seeing this kind of thing literally explode. But I, in my generation, I'd hoped it was us. Uh, now yeah. I was the boomer generation. Then, then I may be skipping some others. And then came Millennial, which is just wrapping up now before I guess we're in um, Generation Z. But, yeah, um, yeah I, we thought it was us. And then Bob Jones began to say, those of you standing here, you know, you would be 10, 15 years into it. He said, those of you standing here, your job will be to hand out water bottles at many of these big events to, keep, to, to give people, you know, nourishment while they did this stuff. So it was like, I was like, oh, wow. man, okay. <laughs> so I guess you could put it this way. Prophetically, we're handing out cups of cold water every day and have been doing that for 24 years. So. so uh, Bobby, I know that this is this is something that you know has been on your heart too, and and kind of tying the generations together. You know, as we we dig into those uh, you know those prophetic words, and, and we're thinking about Gen Z, which just so that you guys understand that are listening, um, there's several different definitions to be right now today. That's 12 to 20, um, and then it it's kind of ends at the roughly 12 year old uh, beyond. On that, they, they haven't really coined a, a term. They're kind of calling them nexters right now. But um, this is the 12 to 26-year-old. So, Bobby, I'd love to hear your overall thoughts, you know, as we're talking about these these words and so forth and this generation and how it ties into Reformation. Yeah, I'm so excited uh, that some of the words called them nameless and faceless and dread champions. <laughs> Uh, God told Joshua that he would put the terror of him in all of the nations. There's something to be said about dread champions who know the mercy of God, who know complete grace. And so we're super excited to father and mother some of these um, youngsters that are emerging right now. And to have the character to sustain the anointing um, in the apostolic and prophetic community. 
uh, has been an honor to watch some of these firebrands. Uh, part of that prophecy with Paul Kane is that they would be in stadiums, if you remember. Uh, they'd be releasing signs and wonders and miracles to the point to where they would stretch forth their hands and rays of light would shoot out after wow. their hands. And anybody who were touched by the ray of light would be healed. And extra uh, ordinary signs and wonders and miracles. They also said, uh, Paul Kane also said, that the newscasters wouldn't even know what to say. They would say, we have no news to report to you tonight, um, but that uh, men and women are coming to Jesus Christ and getting healed in the name of that name. And that the uh, person on the platform, the reason why they were called faceless is because they weren't willing to give their own name. They were only willing to give the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. So I guess I guess one of the things that, you know, as we think about this, something you said, Steve, and it just I think it's been true for a lot, is everyone kind of assumes that this is their generation. Yeah. So um, I guess uh, I'd love to just, you know, st let's start there. Like, uh, what is the message for the people that are now feeling like, well, I guess it's I'm, I'm past that. Now I'm feeling left out. Like, what would be the message? Because. I guess what yeah. I'm feeling is there's a disc between generations a little bit. Steve, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, um, I think in the early days I began to feel left out because I actually missed the Jesus movement because of the denomination that I was in. I didn't get to be part of that, yet it was my age group that experienced that. So the Lord kept saying, you're going to be the head, not the tail. You're not going to miss it this time. And then it appeared that we were about to miss this next great move of God. So I went through a little disappointment for a while, and then God began to, for lack of better terminology, he began to promote me and, and build up the things that we were doing and the importance that we were doing. I began to, to actually begin to fantasize, if I can put it that way, about holding some of these events out in open fields, the way Bob Jones used to prophesy many of these events would be in open fields. I began to, to fantasize or... Um, picture my, with my divine imagination, buying the property around us because I live surrounded by hundreds of farm acres and I began to picture buying that land and then getting those cases of water and as a major st um, stages were built and thousands of youth were on the hillside here around this property, I began to picture uh, what it would be like to serve all those people, you know, with trucks with water. In other words, the very same thing so I don't think anyone has to, to miss out. I'm seeing right now, and of course my, my platform, if you will, is just is mainly the Elijah List and Elijah Streams. I'm seeing healings coming out now more than I've ever seen them online, ever. And I've been wow. on this for at least 24 years. And these are happening. The people speaking online are 50s and 60s. And they're declaring and decreeing healings. And people from all ages are writing in every single week. I've never seen it like this. So I, my, my main thing is to say it has not passed anyone by. Just because the Generation Z may be the stars of the show, um, they may be nameless and faceless. And yet at the same time, they'll be saying it's these young kids that are doing this. right? But that doesn't mean the 50s and the 60s and the 40s will be left out. Because I'm having proof of that every single week right wow. here 
from my home, getting the reports of things that we prophesy on this platform from my dining room table, and people are having all kinds of miracles. And one lady was just the other day catapulted to heaven in what, in what Yvonne and Tia called the glory chamber, and she was just watching this program. So this has not been, no one's been left behind. Let's just feel like we have, some feel like they have because uh, we've been through a long dry season where we've all continued to say, when is the wealth of the wicked going to be transferred as God promised? When is the stadium right. going to start? You know, we've been to multiple, I've been to multiple stadium events, Azusa Street, I've been to 777 in Nashville where we filled the stadium. I've been on the Mall of DC right. for the Million Man March, and then it was the Million Youth March, and I've been to all those things, and they were precursors, but they always had an element to me of disappointment that it was like I would leave and say it was good, but it's not all there is, and I think we're coming right now to a time where we will not be saying is that all there is anymore. Yeah. Well, Steve, you're saying something really important. I think one of the mistakes that can be made is we go, oh, I guess it's the younger generation. I think what we really need to be is everyone needs to be working together. That's a little bit part of it, right? Is like the generations kind of like not collaborating as much, um, you know, older people not respecting younger people and vice versa and so forth. So I think what you're saying it like this actually is is a collaborative effort right like revival is going to take everyone yeah and I, but, I, I was stunned only a couple of years ago when people were saying they had millennials come up to one of the church services just a few years ago and they began to talk to the the older ones of us in the crowd and they were saying what did they need uh, you know they were the millennials who are now some of them are the 26 year olds you're right in the tip of that they were saying what we need that we don't have and this didn't happen in my generation, I can tell you. We didn't sit there and tell the people, we don't have spiritual fathers. We don't have, we don't have anyone to teach us. Everybody was teaching everybody everything when we grew up. But the millennials and now the Gen Z are coming saying, we need teachers. We need spiritual fathers. We need spiritual mothers. We need people to come Come alongside and bear a burden. And I I was stunned because I didn't grow up as a young person asking the older generation for more oversight. We grew up in, right. the, in the 60s when everyone said, we're done with oversight. We don't want right. this, but this generation is not saying that. And that's what you're yeah. saying there, Chris. It's, it's, it's dependent upon each other now. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby, I'd love to hear from you your thoughts on this. Like what, as a leader of an apostolic resource center and a, a church, like what is your outlook with, as we're looking at these younger people and revival and and what's coming and what we're seeing happening. What are you, what's your take on that? Yeah, it's like the great cloud of witnesses where their uh, assignment is not fulfilled apart from ours. We see that this isn't just limited to a natural age group, but literally a spiritual company who is ushering the return of the king. So if you think about like Haggai chapter two, that's being highlighted right now. And Haggai chapter two, is a prophet Haggai comes in to Joshua and Zerubbabel. And to me, the Zerubbabels are the Gen Zs. And Zerubbabel had, he was the son of Shiltil. Joshua was was the son of Jehozadak. And in Haggai chapter 2, Haggai hears from the Lord, speak to those two guys. They're the emerging leaders. They're sons of prominent people, and they're emerging right now. And I want you to speak to them. Uh, Zerubbabel, 
had a uh, government mantle on him. His dad was actually governor. Uh, Joshua, his dad was the high priest. So there's this priest and kingly anointing, I believe, that's falling on the Zerubbabel's right now, the Gen Z's. Um, and 2 Kings 18.18 18 says this, Absalom had no sons and therefore built a monument to himself. And I think what's happening right now is that the Gen Z's are ready to do something on the planet that's never happened before. They're like David. God, I want to build you a tabernacle with no veil. I want to step into innovation and do something that's never happened before. God says, David, I love your idea. Your Bible never says that that was God's idea but that it was David's idea and God went wow. with it. And God right. said this, David, before you go release grace under the law where anybody can see, the common man can see my glory, before you do something right. on the planet that's never happened before, the only thing I require of you is to go back to Gibeah where Moses' tabernacle was and sacrifice there. And the reason why that's he had him do that is because it's not right in this generation to usher in something brand new without first honoring the old. And so there's this connection right. between the Gen wow. Z, the older generation that says, we will not do this apart from you. Really wow. Come on. Really that's, that's so good. I, really I think good. that uh, it's such a good reminder too, because it's so easy to slip into the cultural norms that are comfortable. And that's what happens with the generations, right? They become really comfortable with what they're familiar with. And you see this when you, if, if you are fortunate enough to be able to travel internationally to um, places with really different cultures, you see this. It's, it's uncomfortable. Well, why is it uncomfortable? Well, it's not familiar. And that's also what happens with generations a lot of the time too. So we got to break out of these comfortable bubbles that we're in in order to really accomplish what needs to be accomplished. And I, I feel like what you guys are saying is so um, powerful. I want to switch gears um, a little bit. So we just uh, finished a few weeks ago this really incredible um, summit, the Rise Summit, that we that we um, partnered with Restore 7, and it was, it was fantastic. There was uh, tons of great speakers. Steve, Bobby, both of you guys spoke there, so that was, it was really cool. Um, and there was a, a few that actually referenced uh, Gen Z. One of them was a talk that Tim Sheets gave. And I've got a little clip in here that I'd like to actually play. It's a couple minutes long. And then I'd love to talk about that where he's specifically referencing that. So I'm going to go ahead and play that now. And then after that, I think we can you know, chat about that. It was, it was a really powerful clip and it fits right in with what we're talking about. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit that now. And uh, let's, let's watch this clip from the Rise Summit from Tim Sheets. And then I begin to see by Holy Spirit's ability, young champions that have the kingdom of God's DNA in them. They think with a kingdom of God mindset. And I begin to see in this vision, young men and young women becoming mayors, city council members, principals of schools, superintendents of schools, governors of states, house members, senators, presidents, government leaders locally, regionally, statewide, and even nationally. Then I heard the Lord say this, I will reseat Congress with my young valor army and realign America and the nations 
that have my ecclesia hubs in them. The ecclesia, those that have churches with the New Testament definition of what church is, Christ's definition. I will reseat Congress with my young valor army and realign the nations. I will have those who will stand for my will. I am anointing them for government assignments, representing the King of glory, seated with him positionally in heavenly places. I am anointing them to, to be embraced by true spiritual fathers. I am empowering them to partner with my Holy Spirit, my ecclesia, and my angel armies, and they will redefine the government of the land and assist the discipling of nations. David's will unseat Saul's. Mordecai's will unseat Haman's. And that was the word of the Lord just a few days ago. Millennials and Generation Z, they are so talented. They, they have such abilities. They are, they are such great communicators. And God is saying in this new era that I'm unfolding and I know that it starts this year. I know it deep inside. God has plans for this coming generation. They are not going to be the lost generation. They're going to be the Lord's valor army. He has purposes for that generation. Come on. Come on. Wow. That was awesome. So I have, I have a question uh, for Bobby is, um, it, it, could it be that we are actually looking at a biblical um, uh, narrative here? Could it, could it be that we're actually looking at a, a book of Acts moment where Peter stands up and says, oh my goodness, it's happening. This is that. Could we be looking right now at an, at, a, at an Acts chapter two moment where something that God released in another season is actually beginning to being unfolded? And is it actually our place now to go, oh my goodness, it's beginning. What do you think, Bobby? Are we yeah. in that Acts chapter two moment? Yes, that is our role right now is to identify what ministries like Elijah List have prophesied for decades. It's that right. moment Peter stands up in the upper room where you've got their modern day Gen Z's and he's in the midst of teenagers and early 20s and he is saying, and the fire is falling on the upper room and Peter is saying, guys, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and he attaches what's happening now in the apostolic release to something that's been prophesied now for decades. And that's why wow. um, ministries like what Steve is doing are so precious for um, capturing what the word of the Lord has been saying. Remember when Daniel sort of stumbles across uh, this 70 year Babylonian captivity, says, well, he 
reading the Chronicles, he came across Jeremiah's word from 70 years prior. And then he recognized yeah. the Israel's captivity, the 70 year captivity in Babylon was over. And he begins to pray it, decree it, and decree a shift. Without ministries like what Steve Schultz is doing, we don't get those things chronicled. Yeah. We don't get modern yeah. day prophecies chronicled. And then we get to step with Steve and say, this is that which they have been faithful to steward. This is a now Kairos moment. And this release yeah. that they have prophesied is here. It's so important to uh, speak to prophetic accuracy and to champion those words. Because like in Daniel's case, he discovered something that had been written down 70 years ago. Can you imagine if that had not been archived? Yeah, wow. Right. Mm. Yeah, I gotta tell on. you something, um, Scott, before you finished your question to Bobby, I didn't know what your, your question was gonna be, but I thought, but you hadn't finished it, and I thought to myself, God is my witness, I, this, this is true. When he finishes answering, ask me whatever question it is, my answer is going to be, this is that that was spoken of. This is that that was first spoken of by Joel 2, <laughs> and then, that went in Acts 2, and then Acts 2 is now going to come to this, 2021. This is that, and that was absolutely going to be what was going to roll off my lips. So oh, I know you hit the vein. You hit the vein yeah. of the Lord with the question, and Bobby yeah. had that. So God is absolutely confirming his word that we are in the this is that moment of time. And it's yeah. for all generations because that word, this is that, was for you both the young young men will dream dreams and old men will see visions, or it might have been the other way around. I think it's the first way. You have, both your children and women will, have, will prophesy. The young hand means, in other words, it was a cross-generational word that men and women, young and old, uh, wise and foolish, if you will, even, will then will be involved and immersed into this is that moment. Yes. Amazing. Wow. This is that. 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 Yes. So um, we made T-shirts for Ekbalo last year that um, has these um, wild horses and it's the Joel 2-4, and like wild steeds, so they run. And we had this vision, um, my wife had this vision of um, the Kiger Mustangs and something that the Lord, we discovered through some investigation that actually Mustang is this word that comes from the Latin, and it is um, unclaimed sheep. And the Lord is taking these unclaimed untamed, wow. um, wild um, animals and actually raising them up and training them in an environment to become wild, um, wild, powerful steeds in wow. the Lord's army. And remember what Paul Cain said, Joel's army is now in training. And so I just feel like there's this, um, there's this context that, the, that God is starting to rise up that these unclaimed sheep that are unusable and untamed God's actually training them. Actually, the word meek actually is a, uh, a, a Roman military word that means well-trained war horse. So God is taking these unclaimed sheep and raising them up to be these well-trained war horses in Joel's army that God wow. is rising up. Come on. Come yes, on. Amen. So, Steve, um, I mean, I know with, with what you do, you talk to a lot of different voices 
Are you seeing this as a theme? Are you seeing this from all the people that you're talking to? Is this kind of a theme that is emerging? Well, you know, I've heard, I can't say that I've heard that this is that, that was just downloaded to me. But what I'm hearing that is absolutely a theme is that we are on a precipice. I mean, on the very precipice where I've right. said since I, since I was the young 30s, I've been hearing the nameless, faceless generation. But this is, the this is that is, I mean, we're talking about weeks and months away. We're talking about, yes. we're there. Yes. And, and that's the difference. And all of the prophets that I'm having anything to do with are all seeing this massive revival uh, that you know, we, may, we may enter into some dark times for a few months while transitions are happening, but that will only be a launching point for the greatest revival the world has ever seen. And the whole world's going to be immersed in it. And again, that it's a cross-generational thing. So it's a word for the young because back then, the young, the young men, I mean, the young children, both children and women, they, didn't, they weren't given a place. Yeah. Women mm -hmm. were decided in church and the, and the children were trained up. But we're now hearing about children who are eight and nine years old prophesying yeah. and declaring and yeah. laying hands on healing. You know, shoot, when I, was, when I was baptized at the age of 10, people thought I might be too young to be baptized because that was the thinking of the day. You needed to be older, you needed to be wiser, you know, and even the Jewish culture needed to be 13 before you, before you became something important, a man or a woman. This is not that thinking. And wow. women, if you've noticed the last two decades, especially, and, and even beyond that, the last eight to 10 years, the promotion of women has, both in, in church and outside the churches has, uh, accelerated to the degree that you don't go out and do anything, say anything both in the church or outside the church about women not having, um, uh, being out of place by talking and speaking and being, right. being teachers. You just don't do that. And I'm talking about not just in the world. You don't do in the, go into church. The women in the church will eat you alive. If you even suggest that God can't use them in a big way, they'll eat right. you alive and they, and they should do it because that's the Joel to acts to, yeah this year 2021 yeah, maybe 22 so yeah come on it's it's a it's a time to launch out children and women and the yeah. young and the old and it's a cross generation you know i can't say it enough it's cross-generational yeah bobby i i'm curious you know kind of the same question for you there's you're connected with a lot of people also um and, and a lot of them you know different circles and so forth is this a theme you're seeing as well too i mean is this just across the board Yes, and when we were talking in the pre-show and I mentioned this is that, I think you're going to see that now launching. This is that. I think we're in that now moment. I know for me, uh, I got Haggai chapter 2 20 years ago. Lord asked us to set up and not prophesy it. And now I'm getting the release just this last week. The Lord said, it's time to prophesy the Zerubbabel's. And when I got that word 20 years ago, I had no idea about Gen Z and that it would be attached to the Zerubbabel's with an apostolic anointing. Literally, a company like Tim Sheets said would emerge with the government of God, that Isaiah 9 anointing on their shoulders. We, that's been being held up for 20 years, and now is that time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, get ready, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I think that one of the things that's sometimes hard to – it's hard with these situations is people have uh, 
just generally speaking, I think the human race has a lack of patience. So when we're waiting, you know, when we're waiting for something, it's hard. And I think that the, the bad thing that can happen is while waiting, then we kind of relax. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just feel like there's been this prompting, the people that I'm talking to, and it sounds like you guys are the same. I know Scott and I were talking mm-hmm. about this earlier. It's like people are preparing now instead mm-hmm. of waiting. Yes, and I feel like that's a really important transition, and it's just the the messages that I'm hearing from you guys just really seem to resonate with that. Um, <clears throat> I want to pivot a little bit um, to what's coming up, and um, you know, we mentioned this in the description, and we talked about it a little bit at the very beginning, but we're actually uh, not in our studio right now. We're actually in Virginia because we're uh, doing the digital. We're hosting the digital side of the movement conference, um, which if you guys don't know about this, this is a a really amazing conference that's happening here in Virginia uh, in the next couple of days. Well, we're doing the digital side. So we're literally going to be bringing people from all over the world to be able to attend this uh, two and a half day full conference worship, incredible speakers for $14. So it's a really cool opportunity. We're trying to do this at the absolute lowest cost so that everybody can participate. But I think I'd love to get your guys' thoughts on that, but maybe, Scott, if you could set up mm-hmm. what this conference is, because I know a lot of people aren't even familiar with Awaken the Dawn and the Movement Conference, so maybe a high-level overview. Yeah, well, there are going to be some um, names at this conference that um, some of you will recognize, but primarily this conference is being hosted and ran by a nameless and faceless generation. There are people, people have heard of Michael Colionos, and we've heard of places like Upper Room Music and Morning Star Worship. But primarily, this conference is a nameless and faceless gathering of people who just have a promise from the Lord of revival and awakening. And one of the things that from this movement, from Awaken the Dawn, is a is a major nationally known um, um, uh, worship and prayer ministry that mobilized um, 1,600 worship teams from wow. all 50 states. We had 58 worship tents wow. in 2017, and we on. descended on the Capitol Mall in Washington, D.C., and we saw um, over 2,000 people over one weekend get saved and watched 50 uh, government leaders washing each wow, other's feet, reconciling on. to each yeah. other. And since that time, there's been a national movement of connecting. And this national movement um, has their yearly gathering called the Movement Conference. And right. it is a nameless and faceless generation who just have a one thing cry in their heart. They want to glorify God. They want to exalt Jesus. And they want to be the end time harvesters of the end time harvest. Yeah. And so that's really what this gathering is. There's going to be some people that we know. There's some mothers sure. and fathers that come around. Yeah. But primarily, it's a nameless and faceless gathering. Yeah, that is super, super exciting. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys, Steve and Bobby. Um, you know, as we, we talk about an event like this, some people might be, I don't know, like, I don't know if that's for me. Like, why would I, why would I want to attend something like that? What are your, what are your thoughts as we, as we're heading into this thing that's coming up in a couple of days? Well, it sounds like, of course, I'm, you know, I'm not there, I'm here, but it sounds like it has the absolute anointing of God. It, it reminds me of what my prayer and promise to the Lord has been in this generation in these last 10 or 12 years or so. I'd say, Lord, wherever an actual revival breaks out, I don't ask him for the name for people that are important. What, I, what I'm saying to him, 
I'm talking about in the nation, in this city or that city, wherever I hear a genuine revival breaks out, I want to get there if it's possible to get there. I don't need to know who these people are very much. I need to know what's what God is doing there. And that's what I hear you're saying here is that you, you, you have not promoted this as the biggest names you could possibly know. I know Misty Edwards is a worship leader, and I've seen a couple of the names. Um, by and large, I don't know, but I can see, even in the photographs, I can see the heart of the people. I can see that these are authentic, and that's the word that comes to me. Um, see, it doesn't really mean they don't have names or they don't have faces. Of course, right. we have names and we have faces. What it means is they're, they're not there to take glory to themselves. They're right. there to authentically show you the kingdom of God on earth and help Come lead on. you to that way. And that's what you're looking for, the authenticity of leaders right now. We don't want to go where somebody looks looks and says and talks like they have it all together and have never made a mistake in their life. Just the right. opposite is true. Right. Rather have someone who I don't know who tells you all the mistakes they've made and then tells you how God redeemed it. That's what I'd be looking for. And that's what I'm sensing yeah. in this in this thing here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Steve. That's a great word. I mean, just think about the connection of prayer to the release of what God's doing. That's actually what was happening in the upper room. They were going right. after it. Right. They knew yeah. something new was on the horizon and they wanted to put prayer and proclamation on their lips to decree. And then someone as unqualified as Peter gets to stand up in their midst and say, this is that. And we're just thanking God that Peter's everywhere are raising up right now because God qualifies them to say, I'm linking this to what has been spoken. And in a level of humility, they get to usher in something brand new that's never happened before. And I just believe what's happening right now, like the Gen Z's, the Zerubbabel's and Zechariah chapter four, verse six, it's this. And then the Lord begins to speak to Zerubbabel and he said this to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by your power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of armies. What are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Will you not become a plain? He will bring about the top stone or the capstone with shouts of grace, praise, grace. And that's what this generation is releasing. They are bringing in the capstone who is jesus and they're saying the only reason why he is here is not because of us or because anything we've done but because of grace 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 and they're releasing they walk under that they know it's not because of them they know it's because of the grace wow. of God being released come on Good Man, it's so good. You know, it's one of the reasons I, I love what you guys are both saying. And that's one of the reasons why we've partnered with Awaken the Dawn to do the digital side of this, because there's something incredible that happens when you gather together in the tent. Like there's something incredible that happens. But not everybody can make their way to Fredericksburg, Virginia right now, especially with how difficult travel is. And so uh, we believe it's super important to still be able to deliver this to the world. That's why we're uh, putting the whole event on for only a $14 fee because that we're hoping that that's enough to cover our costs and um, make this thing possible. Um, but really we see it as an investment. It's not really, um, it's not really something that you, that you take lightly. 
Like we're really, really purposeful about doing this. And one of the things that we've been able to see with some of the things that we've done and partnered with over the last year is that really our thinking that I have to be there in person and that's the only way, that's faulty thinking. And it's just something that, you know, has been fascinating. This, this, this idea of the centurion, right? The centurion, you know, comes to Jesus and he says, man, I need you to heal uh, my child. I need you to come heal. And Jesus says, okay, let's go. He goes, no, 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 you don't have to. A Zoom call is fine. Just get on a Zoom call. And I know that the healing is going to happen. And Jesus was marveled at that faith. Well, I think it's time for uh, us to start doing things in a faith mm-hmm. where, you know, we can we can create a, a marveling effect, if you will. Come on. And that's really what we can do with something like this. So you say, well, I can't. I, I mean, I can't go to Virginia. That sounds fun. I can't go to Virginia right now. Well, you can still participate. And what we were able to do on this event, we just had the, the Rise Summit, and you know, Steve and Bobby were speakers there. Tim Sheets was the speaker there. What happened and the testimonies that we've received from people from that mm. is, is, is really encouraging. Like, it's really amazing. So I just would encourage everyone – um, to register. There's a link in the thing. You can register for that. Register for the event. You get access to the playback as well. So for $14, even if the event wasn't good, mm-hmm. which it will be amazing, but even if it wasn't good, you like should register, right? Um, I don't know. what. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm overstating it. Steve, Bobby, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, when we did the rise when uh, this has only been a week or two ago, lost a little bit of track of time, I, I, um, I thought or I'd hoped that there would not be a disappointment factor because so many of the speakers had to be watched online, even by those who were there in person. Some of those speakers were online. There was no deficit in the anointing at all. It was the most probably anointed conference I can remember uh, since the 80s. I mean, I was there in the anointed John Wilber days of the vineyard. I don't think I'd seen an anointed conference like that since the 80s to me. And uh, I would just say, don't think it's, it's not... Don't think it'll be less than if you have to watch it online because it won't be. It won't be less than. I agree with Steve. I agree with Steve. We kept talking throughout the conference going, this is phenomenal. This is amazing. And it goes back to, again, uh, what God's doing through Elijah List right now and and through Eagle Mountain, Apostolic Resource Centers, Kingdom Learning, those types of platforms that say, Lord, we understand there is no distance in what you're doing in the Holy Spirit. And you could show up here just like you're showing up there. And that was part of what uh, Peter discovered in Acts chapter 10 when he was bringing the gospel to the Gentiles. He went to Cornelius' house and he was talking. And while he was speaking, the Holy Spirit fell on them as it did on those in the upper room. And he goes, it was just the same spirit fell on us here as it did on us there in the upper room. And that's the factor. heaven to show up you get the anointing to show up you make heaven and god's presence your priority you can see it right now what with who steve is um interviewing these days uh, the presence of god that's coming through the broadcast what we're doing through kingdom learning all over the world there is no distance when you prioritize presence wow yeah i i think that um one of the good things that happened uh, from COVID globally is that we collectively have had to learn some of these lessons that now God is, is taking advantage of in a good way, because now that we know this, now we're able to go and, and do things like Rise Summit and, and 
a movement conference in a digital way that is a really incredible experience. And I just just want to stress that point to you guys. This isn't a tent conference with a camera in the back on a Zoom call. It's not like that at all. This is a design from the ground up to be an amazing online experience that's interactive, will be delivered in an interactive way. There's, there'll be all kinds of content that you can't get even if you're in person. So it's actually, a, in some ways, a more uh, robust uh, environment and experience for the online people. So I just, I would encourage everybody to register um, for that uh, event. You can see the link in the description. If you're on YouTube, you can find that and then there's no link in the description. We'll post one there in the comments. You can find it on the Kingdom Learning website as well, kingdomlearning.life website. But, but take the time to register, even if you can't attend live. It'll be live and the interaction is live. But even if you can't attend live, it's absolutely worth it because you'll get access to the replay after, forever access to the replay. The event will be available after in a replay, but it'll cost a lot more than $14. So now the opportunity is to register right now, <laughs> yes. even if you can't attend live. So I just, just want to put that out there. Steve uh, you know, and Bobby, thank you so much uh, for taking some time to talk about this. Like I said at the very beginning, I can't think of a more relevant topic right now than how do we um, how do we support, how do we um, teach, mentor, support, and help um, both from a financial standpoint, from a teaching standpoint, from a wisdom standpoint, all of the different generations to um, you know really do what God's called them to do. And Reformation, revival, things like this. How do we actually work together? This topic has been so important. And and to to your point, Bobby, the resource and the the basically documentation of history that Steve you've done with Elijah List has allowed us to kind of take some of that wisdom and apply it to what's happening right now in a way that we wouldn't have been able to do if you hadn't been so faithful and doing your ministry for all of these years. We would Scott wouldn't have been able to do the research and re go through, you know, the prophetic yeah. words like he did earlier today because preparing for this. So just thank you. We appreciate you and what you've done. It's just incredible. Um, you know, and just the wisdom that you and Bobby had on this podcast has been fantastic. Uh, any last thoughts for the people that are thinking, hey, I don't know if I've got time for to attend this conference or I'm not sure that I'm really called to well, I mean, work I think with I Gen Z. Tell, yeah, I mean, I just, I just think I would tell people, um, you know, a lot of money went into this to make it available to them. And they might say, well, you know, I don't have two days or two and a half days to watch this. But if I got my five best uh, sessions, that'd be worth more. That'd be worth at least three or four, you know, lattes or something. You know, I would spend that much for three or four lattes. So why don't I just get my three or four best things that I would look forward to and 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 let, not worry about two and a half days worth of watching it. So some people are afraid to invest in something because they think that then now they're required to sit through every single session. Good. No. That's yeah. True. No, you're not. Sure. Just go to what you can. Yeah. Yeah. I would also uh, say invest into yourself. This is about self-care. This is about you deciding that you're worth discipleship, that you're worth growing, that you're worth the anointing. And boy, uh, I, I'm as hungry today as the day that I got saved even more so. And, yeah. and how do you cultivate that fire for the Lord. And then for those who are emerging right now, we want to champion the Davids. We want to be like Samuel. We're like, 
Where's the Davids? I will not sit down, like Samuel said, until he comes. And Come we're watching an emerging generation, and we get to be those Samuels who champion a generation. They just need us to say, you're it. We see it on you. We see a new breed, and we're calling it out, and we're championing it. So I don't only go to conferences just for what I get. I go to conferences yeah. for what I can impart, and this is about championing something that's happening on the planet brand new. Come on. That's so good. All right. Well, we're out of time, Steve. Thank you so much um, for working with us on this and, and spending some time to come on this podcast. Always absolutely love the wisdom that you bring and all the experience, the people you're connected to. It's, it's just really a blessing to what we're doing on Eagle Mountain Radio. Bobby, as always, it's amazing to have um, all of the insight that you bring. So thank you, both of you guys, for spending some time. Scott, we got a lot of work to do. We get, do. continue getting ready for this event in a couple of days. So that's it for now. We will see you guys later and just really appreciate right. everything you're doing. Definitely take some time. Click on that link. Register for the movement event. Even if you can't watch it this weekend, you won't regret it. We'll see you online. Thanks, guys. See you. Thanks. Thanks.